Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into an off-season edition of the Garden Report. Nick Gelso. Jimmy Toscano. Busy offseason. Busy offseason. And today it just continued, Jimmy, with Isaiah Thomas's Players Tribune letter to the fans, to the city of Boston. How many tissues did you go through reading that crying? Dude, I know. It's stuff that (laughs) makes men cry. It's like Star Wars. I don't know anything about that, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no that that was a, that was an excellent piece of writing or speaking. I don't know. What, it doesn't really matter who actually put the pen in the paper there, but it was all from not only Isaiah Thomas's brain, but definitely his heart. You could feel the emotion from start to finish, and just get a sense of what's been going through his mind over the past two weeks um, when all this start when all this transpired. You know, he's pretty much been off the map, off the grid, and everyone's been waiting to hear from him, aside from maybe like you can see a like here or there on Instagram, but you never really got An his... emoji once in a while. Yeah, exactly. You never really got his thoughts, but then you read that piece, and just from the very start talking about the call from Ainge, you know, and how, you know, he just didn't want to, he didn't want to talk to Ainge at all. No. He was just like, get, get this conversation over with. I just want to be in my own uh, with by myself i just want to think this one over i don't want to hear like oh you were so good for us it's that the other thing just get over it and then talking to his kids and their reactions to the trade and how they both had different reactions and that and that's kind of how um you know he felt because on one end it was lebron and the Cavs and going to a great team and on the other end it was leaving boston did you? I mean, we we've covered this team now. We've covered Isaiah Thomas for two years. The love for the city, the love for the Celtics, has always been. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. But that letter, I mean, going to a new team, I've never seen a player kind of gush the way that you've seen free agents when they give their mm-hmm. you know farewell to their fan base. But this was almost like Isaiah kicking and screaming out the door. And I felt for him, man. I mean, it was emotional. He wore, like, he, like I said, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Anything shock you about that, the way Ainge handled the call? I mean, uh, anything in the, artic- in, the, in the article stand out to you I mean, at all? nothing Ainge does shocks me no, anymore. I, know, I mean, man. the guys literally traded everybody. Uh, but it was just what was inter- interesting about Isaiah Thomas is that it was kind of like Kevin Garnett. He had he had a similar effect. Now I'm not saying he had the same effect on the Celtics organization, right. but I think he had a similar effect on the city, where he kind of revitalized an organization that was 
trying to find itself again. And obviously, it was a short period of time between Garnett Pierce era than it was the prior right. the prior era. But what what I mean by that is he got fans tuning in, he got fans believing, he got fans to love the Celtics right. again, and then all of a sudden, boom, it was gone just like that. With with Garnett and Pierce and those guys, you kind of understood it because they were at certain points in their career, and it just wasn't happening with Boston anymore. But with Isaiah Thomas and the guys around him, Bradley, Crowder, Smart, those players, they had, they had something there. Maybe they didn't have, maybe the missing piece was a Gordon Hayward, but we'll never know now because just like that, Ainge saw a better player and traded Isaiah Thomas. But the way this article read, Isaiah Thomas doesn't feel like he was traded. He felt like he got dumped. He yeah. was in love and he got straight up dumped and that hurt and it, that still hurts him. Stinging. And he may may have found another, you know, good looking girl and he's doing <laughs> fine. But in the back of his mind he might be thinking, damn what could have been, you know, the one that got away or whatever it may be. I loved how he talked about Tom Brady and oh, yeah. some of the, the Celtics iconic players over the years. And I, I don't know from my standpoint, not just what he did on the court, and we'll talk about Isaiah, you know, favorite moments in a second, but also the community. I mean, he really, there's that story mm-hmm. about him stopping and playing basketball with that kid in Boston. I don't know if you've seen that commercial, just outstanding. He just really embraced the city, and the city embraced him too. Favorite IT moment? I mean, it had to be the Don't playoff. say 50 points. Come on. I mean, that, that's just what stands out. It's just because of everything that everything that went down. I mean, there's so many big shots. I probably couldn't pick one of just one of the big shots. But that was like peak Isaiah Thomas in the playoffs when he just coming back from his sister passing away. And just nobody really knew if he was going to be able to give it a go. He did, and just to put in that performance, is really one for the ages. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't pick that. Right. I mean, sure, you could dig deep and try to be different and all those things, but th- at the end of the day, that's what everybody really thinks of, and I think that's why one of the reasons why so many people were kind of down in the dumps about it is because they saw what he gave to the Celtics and to the city, and the Celtics were like, thanks for everything. We're going to go just do a little bit of an upgrade here and throw see in. Ya. Yeah, exactly. Pretty, Pretty much. much see ya. And, you know, when Thomas talked about Brady and Ortiz and Bird mm-hmm. and Russell, he wasn't saying, like, oh, he wasn't putting himself at that level. He was just saying. He was aspiring to be. He at was that aspiring level. to be. And obviously, he would have needed a, a, a Mac, uh, you know, what, four or five year deal. And he would have needed to kept that up. But I think his point was when he looks at, like, those Boston athletes, he wanted that. You know, he whether or not he could ever be the next. Larry Bird, like you said, or anything like that. I don't think anybody thinks he was ever right. going to be that go to that level. But I think for a lot of young fans, he could have been their Paul Pierce. You right. know what I mean? Somebody like my age or, or or even your age or somebody like that who looked at Paul Pierce as that guy. He could have been that for a lot of fans. And that's kind of how he, how he ended it um, by saying, you know, years from now when when somebody's child asks their mom or dad or whoever, their older brother, you know, yeah, why are you a Celtics that. fan? They said because of Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah, so a great way to end it. And I, I have to say one thing, man. When is it. Jay Crowder's Player Tribune article coming? Will it be in all capital letters? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think Jay Crowder's probably a little bit more on the on the <laughs> pissed off side. Salty. Yeah, a little bit salty. I don't think some of the fans. I think he got a lot more. Um, he heard it from some of the fans on his bad nights right. uh, than Isaiah Thomas did because there weren't many of them. Right. So I think Jay Thomas. I, I, I think that he bought into Boston and he loved the city and the Celtics were great for his career. Uh, I think we can all agree with that. Uh, but I. I don't think you're going to get that player's tribute, and I don't think you're going to get that like sad man, just sad. But he will get, he will definitely get, you know, a standing O and mm-hmm. a you know pat on the back when he does return to. So.
Into so Isaiah, Boston. right? Isaiah, he's well known for attracting free agents, really going hard after free agents. And I don't know if Isaiah is totally uh, the guy to blame or, or put credit on for attracting free agents, but he surely worked hard at it. He's a, so now he was a huge reason. huge reason. So now let's look forward. Will Kyrie Irving attract stars to the Boston Celtics moving forward? Can he pick up that mantle from where Isaiah is leaving off? Yeah, I think they're a little bit of in a different position now because you knew the cap space that they had before and the assets that they had. So they could they could use their existing players to try to court some of these guys that they knew that they had space for. Now that you have stars now. You have Kyrie, you have Gordon Hayward. Now, whether or not Anthony Davis becomes available, that that's via trade. So there's right. only, there's only so much a, a, a player can do in free agency, and there's only so much money the Celtics will have. But is Kyrie Irving good enough to bring stars in? Absolutely. I mean, this is a guy, absolute stud, and you know he's he's proven that over the last few years. Now he's been in the shadow, quote unquote, of LeBron James, right. but he's still been able to make a star out of himself there and I think there's lots of players who would, who would love to play with Kyrie Irving um, if the money's right Gordon it's, Hayward was one of them I mean you heard that oh the right conference. yeah back back when he was right. a restricted free agent absolutely um, and I think there are also going to be players like that but Gordon Hayward back then I, I don't think you'd call him a superstar no. so maybe you can afford a guy like that to come in here and, and fill one of those roles um, but you can only have so many superstars to a team and not every team can be the Golden State Warriors winning also attracts Winners. Absolutely. Winning, winning attracts winners and star players, and everybody knows, or everybody should know by now, um, that Boston, the city of Boston, is one of those cities that, you know, they they get up for their teams. They are passionate, and a lot of great players feed off of that. Um, so I think it's no secret that this is a this is now a you know cold weather side. <laughs> this is a top destination um, for players who who want to excel in the game and and put up W's. Jimmy, I think we'll wrap on that note. Isaiah Thomas, thank you, IT, because he, he, without a doubt, poured his heart out for the city of Boston and the Boston Celtics. Looking forward to him coming back whenever he gets healthy. See that yeah. montage on the Jumbo oh, yeah, Tron. I got one. And will he one. score 60 <laughs> against the Celtics? Because we all know he loves to play with a chip on his shoulder. Anyway, we'll, save that. Past him. we'll save that for next time. I'm Nick Gelso. Fan duel, though. Oh man, how could I? You can't I forget FanDuel. I didn't I'll tell you what. FanDuel. One thing about FanDuel, you were dying to do the FanDuel. One thing about FanDuel, if you if you had Isaiah Thomas for like the first half of the NBA year oh. on FanDuel, you were probably you winning a lot of leagues. It probably took FanDuel a little bit to say, all right, this guy, this guy, we need to pump up his cost there. <laughs> but you know, FanDuel back for the football season too. Yeah, and and it's week one already. Can you believe it? I'll tell you what. Week one, I'm playing a kid who drafted Jameis Winston and Mike Evans. That game's now postponed. He's automatically losing week one. If you had him, those guys on FanDuel. Boop, boop, change it out. You're good to go. So anyway, go and sign up to FanDuel for free. Support the Garden Report and CLNS Media. FanDuel.com forward slash Garden Report. Free play. Hang out with us. We have a league going for the network. Check it out. I'm Nick Gelso, Jimmy Toscano, CLNS Media, and Celtics blog. We'll see you at the Garden. What's going on, everybody? It's Jimmy Toscano here from the Garden Report, and I have a very important message for football fans, and more specifically, fantasy football fans. That's right, folks. The wait is over. Football is back, and that means FanDuel is back. So what is FanDuel? Well, Fantasy Football for the Everyday Fan is a new contest every week, which means no busted seasons. That player you drafted who went down in training camp, doesn't matter. Start a new team in week two. Contests start at just $1. Pick one. Pick a team and watch your score rack up in real time. 
Over 2.5 million players have won cash playing FanDuel, including, yes, yours truly, I got lucky one time. So sign up today, go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, and use my code, GARDENREPORT. You can try it for free with no deposit required. Visit FanDuel.com to claim your free contest and play for a share of $10,000. Just sign up using promo code GARDENREPORT, all one word. That's FanDuel.com, promo code GARDENREPORT. Void where prohibited. What's going on, everybody? This is the Garden Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Media. I'm Jimmy Toscano. You know me, hopefully. You've seen a show or two. You know me. You probably don't know this guy to my left, Jake Toby. He's going to be helping us uh, a ton this year. You're going to see him at practices, games, so on and so forth. Jake? We are in the offseason. I want to say this is the quiet time in the offseason, but I will not say that because Danny has just proven that there is no quiet time it's not in been the offseason. Even so, we've been talking a lot about Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, players like that, as we should be. But they're not going to win with five guys. You know, They're going to have to dip into that bench. They did it a lot last season. They've traded away some of that depth. Who on that bench now that's either remained or is new, who do you think is really going to be helping out, contribute right off, right off the bat? Well, I, I assume that Jalen Brown will go into the starting lineup at the two-guard position. So I'm going to assume that Marcus Smart will come off the bench and be your sixth man. I'll pick Marcus Smart to come off the bench, bring you all sorts of energy. He's like, remember Jay Crowder coming here in his first year, bringing that type of energy mm-hmm. off the bench? That's what Marcus Smart can do. I think he has six-man potential written all over him. His offense, yes, it's coming along. It's not been where it needs to be right now, but it, it'll be his fourth or fifth year I believe so mm-hmm. he's going to continue to grow on the offensive side I have always said to to people I talk to that he with Avery Bradley on the team was the best defender most versatile guy he guarded LeBron James we saw him guard, guard Paul Millsap in the playoffs two years ago we mm-hmm. saw him guard Christoph Porzingis in, on Christmas Day last year so I think he's so versatile and can do so many different things plus the energy factor I pick Marcus Smart off the bench yeah I think you I think you nailed it with everything you just said about him. I mean you have to live and die by his offense of course when you get it your Celtics are probably going to win that game because he is such a boon on that bench when he's when that shot is falling. But I'm still, even when that shot's falling, every time he pulls up for one, I'm just still like, no, 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 no. Yes, okay, it went in. That's, you know, good shot, good shot. Yeah, but if exactly. it goes on, you know, a couple too many heat checks from him once in a while. But I think you take that because of everything you just said. He is Mr. Effort. He is that guy that I think you need on a good team. I think you need that sixth man like Marcus Smart who's going to do all the dirty work. He's Mr. Tommy Point. And he's, he's not afraid to take a clutch shot. Let's put that out there. Oh, no. He, no, can, he can hit them, too. Definitely not afraid to yeah. take a clutch I, I can remember a few daggers coming from <laughs> Isaiah and Crowder last year and the year before that when, when he took a shot that they didn't like. Um, so you're, you're going to get that from him. Um, for the sake of argument, I think Rozier is actually going to be one of those players who his role jumps probably more than anybody else's that, well... There's, it's not many players left from last year, but his role is he's a guy that Stevens, if you recall last year, he really would go out of his way to, to commend Rozier for something that he did, whether it was a big three or whether it was a pass that nobody else really noticed. He likes Rozier a lot, and I think that's one of the reasons that you're going to see Rozier jump. One position neither one of us talked about, big man. We don't see that coming off the bench. Are the Celtics in trouble? Do they need to look elsewhere for a big man? Uh, I they think, do have a roster spot. I th- I th- they do have a roster spot. I th- why not go after Andrew Bogut? He's a guy that I think fits the system pretty well, can pass, can can go go inside, can rebound for you. He, he won't play 25 to 30 minutes anymore. Huh. He's just, that's that's those days are Maybe quite over. No, exactly. <laughs> those days are over. You know he has injury concerns coming in, but I think he's a guy that can fit in the system. He can pass well. They'll collapse on him. He can kick it out for the three. So I think that's a good option. 
That sounds great. I think if you sign Boga, you're basically signing like the ghost of Andrew Bogan at this point. He's almost like Theoralis. He's almost like Theoralis contract <laughs> back in the day where this everyone was just trading the contract around. I think at the, the Celtics at this point. They'd, they'd be good to sit tight and see how things play out. I mean, they're a team that they've played small for the past couple of years, and they've done pretty well. I mean, they would throw Amir Johnson in to start games, you know, start the first quarter and the third quarter, and then he'd be on the bench for the majority of it. They would like to run their, we said it off camera, their positionless basketball team now. They're, they've got, you know, a, a group of guys who they're almost like all tight ends out there. You know what I mean? It's like Bill Belichick. It's like Brad Stevens is a little bit of Bill Belichick, where Bill Belichick loves the tight ends because you, you can throw them outside, you can throw them inside, you can be using the block. Um, so, big man, potentially, your opinion, I think wait it out. Long story short, we'll have to just see how these guys look in training camp, get into preseason, and uh, should be, regardless, an interesting year. So, um, just want to say thanks for you guys for watching. This one's brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel. Um, big, big NFL season starting Thursday night with the Patriots. Um, if you don't have your team yet, make it. It's a blast. If your fantasy team already stinks, uh, I think FanDuel will save your, your NFL season. Uh, that'll do it for here. I'm Jimmy Toscano, Jake Toby, Garden Report. Peace.